This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport fan network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor in-play betting. Watch the action, predict the action and make your best bet. With the latest odds on over 1,000 daily events. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds, small town Welsh football club, is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. One up early! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently! And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end! Oh, what a goal! What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special! Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the follow-up finds the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Claret and Blue. Oh, goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that. Pure quality. Going home as champions. 
I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yeah! Michael Kennan! Oh, that's justice! That is justice at the Amex Stadium! Burnley are level and deserve to be! Hello everybody and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Redman, head of this weekend's massive, massive clash against Sheffield United, which starts an even bigger week, well, an even bigger eight days, because of course the game against them um, is on Sunday the following week, which is good because it's not like we don't have a game on Tuesday. I mean, I know we do, it's Crawley, um, but just stick the kids out, stick the under-heads out, uh, under-eights, sorry. Um yeah, I'd... big week, massive week. We're, honestly, I'm the, um, a bit anxious about that game, but we'll talk more about that game, obviously, in the next one. But this one is massive. Obviously, it's top of the league against third in the league. Um, and third in the league really could do with winning it if uh, they do want to catch top of the league. Because, of course, when, when I'm referring to third in the league, I'm referring to Sheffield United. When I'm referring to top, I'm referring to... Vincent Company's Clarets. Um, but yes, um, big game, big game. We are currently, I'll just quickly get the league table up, on 38 points, then come them in second. And of course, Sheffield United in third, who are six points behind us. So even if they win, even if they beat us, which, you know, is very plausible, they're a very good side, um, there will still be three points behind us. Um, but we have got, our next three games are Sheffield United, them and then after that QPR um after the World Cup of course um so the next three games are massive because they are currently in second third and fourth respectively so the next three games are absolutely huge and we will have a far better picture on what our credentials are like after these three games um do I think we'll lose all three no could we possibly um but yeah um <clears throat> Just do want to quickly say, uh, if you are one of the ones that um, uh, do not like uh, the pre-game shows where it is just me, feel free to switch off now. I know, I'm sorry. Look, I had a Sheffield United fan lined up, um, but he let me down at the last... Uh, let me down, Zosh. Sorry, uh, Johnny, if you're listening. A uh, Sheffield United fan that I know I'm in a WhatsApp group with and organised it uh, that he would come on at half four uh, today. I'm now recording this at half nine because um, I just I, I tried to get him on. He said yes. Um, so I was I was thinking, fine, he's gonna be on. Happy days. Um, and then I was waiting in the in the broadcast room for him to come in. I was getting no answer. Um, but it turns out he's been in hospital. Um, so let me down is very harsh. So apologies, Johnny. Uh, fingers crossed, it's nothing too untoward, and you do get better soon. Um, but yeah, um, no Sheffield United fan, unfortunately, because I I, I didn't get one. I had one, but um, yeah, he fell ill. Um, so it is a shame, but look, it gives me a chance to talk about last night, which is, of course, the Rotherham game. Um, I will focus on the Rotherham game and then chat about the Sheffield United game and do just just to fill some time, really, because I don't want to just put something out that's like six minutes long for you guys. Um, I want to put something out that you uh, can actually digest and listen to, um, especially if you're going to Bramall Lane on, on Saturday. Like me, give me a shout if you see me. Um, but yeah, let's, let's look back at that Rotherham game then, because wow, what a game that was. I mean, I know I said it in my 60-second review, but Jesus Christ, we cannot keep doing this. Like, 
not for the fact of all of our hearts, we'll all have angina by the time March rolls around if they keep doing this, but it's just not sustainable, is it? Like, let's be honest, it's just not sustainable. You can't win the league or go up by scoring injury time winners every single week. Eventually, um, we'll come unstuck and we'll lose a game um, if we keep putting these performances in. Because if we look, let's be honest... I know it's all been fun and games and we've all been enjoying like the Rotherham fans, you know, having a bit of a meltdown on Twitter. But we were lucky. We were very, very lucky. That was definitely their throwing. I said that at the time. Um, for those of you that don't know, in the build-up to our third hundredth-minute goal, I say, well, third goal, which was in the hundredth minute, apologies, um, it clearly came off our man. I think it was Brownhill. It clearly came off Josh Brownhill. I said at the time to my dad, I'm like, that were their throwing, that 100% it were their throwing. And then we went and God, they're like, they're going to be fuming. Um, but I've seen some of the stuff on Twitter from the Rotherham fans complaining about those two yellow cards. Now, maybe it's because we've been in the Premier League for so long and and you can't get away with certain things in the Premier League that you can in the Championship and, and League One where Rotherham were last season. Um, that's not a dig out. I was just thinking, I didn't mean to say it like that. I was just thinking, see if they were in League One last season and they were. Um, but you can't do them sort of challenges. I'm sorry, like they were both late. Um, for me, I, I looked at both the challenges for the, the lad that got sent off, by the way. That's obviously what I'm referring to. And they were both, quite obviously, red cards. I don't see what their issue is, if I'm being honest with you, with the yellow cards. They were definitely, definitely 100% yellow cards. Um, they can feel aggrieved about the throwing. 100% Rotherham fans, you can feel aggrieved about the throwing. It was definitely Rotherham throwing. But all this... Stuff that I've seen from him on Twitter, like clipping up all these yellow card incidents, clipping up a foul in the build-up to our equaliser, apparently. It just... I, I get that they're emotional. We would be very emotional if that happened to us in the same manner. But some of the stuff I've seen on social media um, has been an absolute... What? I'm going to swear there, but I won't. It's, but it's been shocking. It's been shocking. Um, the throwing, definitely rather than throwing. The lad getting sent off, the two yellow cards were both fine. Uh, this partly company was whinging for the entire game. They showed a clip where Benson got uh, brought down for the lad's first yellow who got sent off. And it's, it's right in front of company. And company's like, hey, come on, come on. like. And of course he's going to do that. Benson's just been hacked down right in front of him. If he just stood, stood there, his arms folded and didn't say anything, I'd be like, well, there's something wrong there. What's going on? Why is he not shouting and screaming? So... Vincent, I know you watch. You don't really. I made that bit up. Um, but keep doing that because there's nothing wrong with it. Um, nothing wrong with the yellow cards. The foul in the build-up to that to the equaliser, I don't think I even watched that click because I'm fed up by that point, if I'm being honest with you, because he put that up later, the guy that I'm referring to on social media. Um, but, yeah, it's it swings and roundabouts. It will even it out over the course of the season. We should have had a penalty at Rotherham. Uh, not at Rotherham, sorry, at uh, Huddersfield on the opening day. We didn't get it. Um, but the Reading one as well, we were lucky there as well because they 100% should have had a penalty um, just before we scored. So we have been quite lucky. If the refs did their job correctly, although having said that, yeah, I do feel that like we potentially should have had a penalty against Reading in the first half. It was nowhere near as blatant as their penalty. Um, but we could potentially, in the Premier League, that would have been a penalty on Taylor Hayward Bellis against Reading in the first half. So that would have evened itself out uh, when they didn't get that penalty. But... I was so shocked um, that when Markson did that, that um, the referee didn't give a penalty. Um, so we have been lucky. So we can't keep doing this. Is that my? Is basically my point. And if we go into these two games and put in the same performance against three games, sorry, against Sheffield United, against them, and against QPR, we will lose all three. Um, we've got two massive away games in the next three, and an even bigger home game. 
Um, so it's we 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 need to get this out of our system right now, and hopefully these two games are getting it out of our system. But I, I, I don't know. I just think for me, I'm just thinking out loud here. But I just think they look a bit lethargic. They look a bit tired. Um, I don't think we played well against Rotherham at all. At all, I thought we were poor. Um, I remember putting a tweet up at half time, like I always do. Um, if you don't already follow us, it's at Turfcast Podcast on Twitter. But I remember putting a tweet up at half time saying, A weird off from Burnley. Um, I can't remember it exactly off the top of my head, but a weird off from Burnley. Um, they've caused us a lot of problems, but I felt like it was us um, causing all our own problems by sloppy play or, or something like that. But we looked very good going forward. Um, and I think we did, but in possession, we were dreadful and it was the same against Reading. It's no coincidence that Cullen's been missing and that we've been very, very poor in possession. Um, Cullen and Jack Cork, they complement each other perfectly. Cullen breaks a player down. Sorry, <laughs> Corky breaks a player down and Cullen's the one that sprays it about. They can both do the same job, but Cork is definitely better at breaking the player down and Cullen's definitely better um his passing. Um so I do think we've missed Cullen's passing in the middle over the last few games. Um company's press conference as far as I'm aware is at the time of recording this tomorrow on Friday. So I've, we haven't had an update on Cullen just yet. I don't even I've just realized I've got my AirPods in. I'm not talking to anybody. So I don't even need these in. Uh, I'm not going to take them out. Um I don't even know what I meant. I just see myself on screen there and thought well, have you even got them in? Um but yeah, just going I digress. Um just going back uh, to what I was saying, yeah, company's press conference, I believe, is on Friday. I've not seen anything on, on socials of it being today. I may have missed it. If I have, I apologise. Um, so hopefully Cullen's back. Uh, Cullen and Cork, will, we, we need them to in 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 that holding role, double pivot, whatever you want to call it, defensive midfield to us, um, what, older chaps, older lads, because we're not old, but we're still lads, but we're older lads. Uh, defensive midfield role. Uh, we need them to be back for that, I think. Um I think Sheffield United is going to be the toughest game of the three. In my opinion, Burnley are the best team in this league, very closely followed by Sheffield United. When they have all of their players back, they potentially even flippers. I'm a very big fan of Sheffield United um, in the way that they play and the the way that they operate. Um, I think they're a very, very good side and and I wouldn't be um, overly concerned if we went to Bramall Lane and lost. It wouldn't be the worst place to lose. Um, put it this way, I'd rather lose there uh, than the following week. Um, but it's it's one of them. They have had a lot of injuries of Sheffield United, and that is the reason why they have fallen off the boil so much, because they were doing very, very well at the start of the season, weren't they? Um, they were top of the league for a bit. They were flying. They were battering teams. I haven't got their results up uh, on, on screen, but I seem to remember it, it, them being like that. And then they had a lot of it. I think their injury list was was like 12 first-team players. It was ridiculous. Um, it's a shame that I can't pick the Sheffield United fans' brains about this, um, but I kind of feel like some of their injuries are coming back at the minute. I'm just looking up their injury list on transfermarket.co.uk. And according to this, there's only, there's only two players uh, that are currently out injured. Um, so, and one of them is Jack O'Connell, who's been out since 2020. He's uh, missed 111 matches. That's insane. Um, and Jaden Bogle, who's been out since February the 14th, 2022. So, I'm not really sure this list is up to date. If I'm being perfectly honest with you, but um, I know a Sheffield United fan that I work with, um, and he was telling me 
um, that they had about 12 players injured and it was going through the list um, of, of players that were out. And it, it was quite substantial. And I remember do thinking like, this is actually really good for us because if they start, you know, losing a lot of players like they have done um, and going off the boil like they did, then we could pull away from them. That's exactly what we've done. Yes, we're only 19 games in, um, which... I was, funnily enough, because because we've been in the Premier League for so long, um, I saw the 19 games on the on the league list, and I was thinking, oh, we're halfway through the season, and then I thought, we can't be. We haven't played them. We haven't played Sheffield United yet. We haven't played QPR, and we haven't played Middlesbrough. I think that's everyone we haven't played. Um, so we must have played a few teams twice, and I was going through it in my head. I'm like, well, we haven't played. I don't understand what's going on. And then I realised. More games of the championship, isn't there? Um, and it's um, yeah. So it's it's one of them. But I'm I'm happy that we've I'm happy that we've managed to pull away from them. It's just a bit. Obviously, I prefer it if we we were six points clear in March or better yet May. Um, but it's it's early day. If they get the win tomorrow, that'll really gym up. Um, so it's not tomorrow. Sorry, uh, on Saturday that'll really gym up. Um, so we could really do with I take a draw right now. Hundred percent, I take a draw right now. I'll keep the gap at six points. Um, and then and then going to Sunday's game with with still the unbeaten record. Um, so it's one of them. I've just got an article up on my screen though from footballleagueworld.co.uk, not the most reliable source uh, in the world of me being honest with you, but they will have been um, listening to um, the Paul Heckingbottom press conference. And they say Sheffield United defender Chris Basham and midfielder Tommy Doyle could both be available for this weekend's championship clash versus Burnley. Basham was a 78-minute substitute against Bristol City last night due to his hip flexor tightening up. Heckingbottom went on to reveal. So um, they could be missing. But just going back to their injury list, um, it's 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 uh, this game's... If we'd have played them six weeks ago when they had all these players out, I'd have been pretty confident of, of picking up a result here. Um, but unfortunately, their injury list, according to the stuff that I've been looking at, does seem to be um, loosening the, the, the strings a little bit. That They seem to be getting quite a lot of plays back, quite a lot of impo- important plays back. I know McBurney's missed a few games. He's back now and he's scoring as well. Um, I kind of, he's a weird sort of like anomaly. <clears throat> Excuse me, is McBurney. Like, I don't ever really rate him. But then I'll watch him. I'm like, oh, he's actually all right. But then I'll watch him again and it'll be absolutely dreadful. Um, hopefully he's dreadful um, against us uh, this weekend. But um, we do need to play better. Uh, we definitely need to play better because just going back to the Rotherham Reading games, apologies, this podcast is all over the place, but it is just me, so uh, bear with me. Um, just going back to the uh, Rotherham Reading games, if we play like that against them too, especially at the back, because that's where we were pretty poor against Rotherham, was at the back. Just look at both of their goals. They, they shouldn't They shouldn't have scored. They, sh- they shouldn't have scored Rotherham, uh, for me. Um, a quick counter-attack for the first. Decent crossing, to be fair. But who's marking the lad at the back? There was no one within a 15-mile radius of him. He was on his own. He had all the time in the world to place his header. Decent enough header. Gets it down. Gets a bit of power on it. Um, Norwich, not really much he could do, um, to be honest. Um, and then they go one nil up. And, and obviously the second goal, it's a sloppy back pass from Vitinho, who I love, by the way, but I thought he was he was, he was was very, very poor uh, against Rotherham. Um, but I've seen a few people saying, I'll oh, get Conor Oates back in the team and stuff like that. And I don't, I don't like that attitude, but I don't disagree with it. I think for this one, for Sheffield United, I think try and be a little bit more defensively minded um, and maybe play somebody like Conor Roberts, who is a little bit more solid, but isn't as good going forward. Definitely nowhere near as good going forward as Vitinho. 
Um, but I, I think, I think, I think that's what I do. I think I start Connor Roberts because Vitinho played so poorly against Reading um, and Rother, Rotherham. Sorry, not Reading and Rotherham. Um, but when Connor Roberts came on, we actually looked better. And obviously, Connor Roberts was um, alert for the third goal and, and played a big part in it. Um, so credit to Roberts for that because you know he's got a lot of stick off the fan base over the last few months. Uh, a lot of people saying he doesn't want to be here. Don't necessarily disagree with those comments. If I'm being honest with you, if you just look at the way he plays um, and and his attitude, sometimes I get the vibe that he doesn't want to be here. Um, but last night against Rotherham, um, he did look like he wanted to be. Here. He looked like he wanted it. Maybe a time on the bench um, is what he needed. Um, and, and watching somebody like Bettino play very, very, very well uh, in Connor Roberts' absence uh, has made him think, "Shit, I need to, I need to kick myself up the arse here and uh, and, and start playing a bit better." Um, so yeah, I probably would play Connor Roberts, but I'm I'm not a big fan of uh, of people suddenly jumping on uh, Bettino. He's been class this season, and there have been games where he's definitely the better option uh, than Connor Roberts. Last night, I totally understand why he picked uh, Bettino. I would have picked Bettino in, in the same uh, same vein. Um, obviously, the main bit of news for the Sheffield United game, though, is on our side that Josh Brownhill. Uh, will not be playing. Of course, he picked up his fifth suspension against Rotherham. Um, for me, I said it on Twitter, got a few people saying that, you know, just concentrate on the game in hand rather than concentrating on a game that isn't happening yet. But I, I wouldn't have played him, if I'm being brutally honest. I wouldn't have played him against Rotherham. I'm glad I'm glad we did, um, because I don't think without that strong team, we, 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 we come away with that win. Um, but it was one game away, sorry, one yellow card away from a suspension uh, during that game, sorry, before that game. And then when I saw him on the team sheet, I thought maybe it would have been worth playing Bastion in that role. Um, but he didn't. Um, fair play to, like I said on Twitter, he's got bigger balls than me as Vincent Company. Um, so fair play to him for, for for putting Brownell in. But he has kind of backfired a little bit in the sense that he will be missing for this massive game. Thankfully, uh, he will be back for the Blackman game and he will be well rested, of course, because he won't have played for about, what, 13, sorry, 12, 11, 12 games at that days at that point. Um, so it's 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 good news in that respect. Um, and the other player that was one card away from suspension was Taylor Harewood Bellis. Now, he didn't get booked, um, but the yellow cards have reset now. Um, so not that they've reset and go back to zero, but the next suspension isn't unless you get to 10 yellow cards for the season. Um, so if Taylor Harewood Bellis gets booked against Sheffield United, he will not miss the Blackman game. Obviously, if somebody gets sent off against Sheffield United, they'll miss a Blackman game. So lads, don't be throwing in any silly challenges. Um uh, but yeah, Josh Brownell missing. Um, so it's one of them. Uh, we're going to have to play probably uh, Bastion in such a massive game. Now, I do like Bastion. I think he's okay, but it is not to the standard of Josh Brownell at all. Um, I think I think Samuel Bastion would have been perfect last night. I think he would have been good enough to, to help us over the line against Rotherham. Maybe not in, in the way that the game that panned out. Um, but I would have played Bastion last night, uh, if I'm being honest with you, uh, against Rotherham. Um but it is what it is. So I think I think I think that's probably what's going to happen. Brownell, of course, uh, won't be playing. I so saw you would presume Bastion will be in that role. Hopefully Scott Twine. Um, but if that happens, I'll play shit live on, on Turfcast next week. Um, so just just thinking about team lineups now for me. Uh, obviously, Murich in goal. Uh, left back Martson. It Mar- you know, Martson's He's good. I'm not saying he's not good. And this will be one of these ones that I do get a few pelters for. But I didn't think he played that well against Rotherham. I know he got the man of the match. Um, and there's 
before his Blackpool red card, he was my favourite of the new signings. Now, now I think he's probably one of my least favourite. It just seems a bit hot-headed. Like, is that, that bit when they were time-wasting, it was still 2-1, I think, to them. It may have been 2-2, and they were time-wasting in the corner. And what does he do? He just went steamrolling into him. Like, what are you doing? Like, he has these moments where he just doesn't think... And it, and it proper winds me up. I don't know if anybody else saw it uh, or whatever, but I, I, at the time, was saying to me, like, why is he doing that? Like, what's he done that for in this scenario when we're going for it? That's exactly what they wanted. And they were decent from set pieces as well. Well, better than us. Um, and they put a cross in. Thankfully, of course, it didn't score. And the rest is history. But he looked okay going forward yesterday. Defensively, he did look a little bit shaky. Um but again, maybe I'm being a little bit harsh. It might be worth letting him off the hook for, for, for the defensive performance yesterday because quite a lot of the defence was poor yesterday. So it's, I don't really want to single him out. Um, but his passing, I felt like his passing was very sloppy. Um, but again, a lot of the passes were very sloppy. But I, I was surprised to see him get man of the match. Um, but I would definitely start him against Sheffield United um, because the... Um, Left-hand side, I think, is our strongest because uh, going forward because um, you've got Markson bombing forward and you've got Zorori there as well. Um, and then them two overlap really well. They, they link up really well. Um, and then you'll have sort of like Markson going down the wings, Zorori cutting inside, them two doing triangles, bamboozling defences like they did against Norwich that time. Not so much last night. I felt that their number 10 handled Zorori quite well, if I'm being honest with you, and before he started throwing himself to the ground at every opportunity to waste time. Um, but yeah, Markson on the left, and of course, Taylor Harewood Bellis and Bayer in the middle. Um, Connor Roberts, as I've already mentioned, on the right. I think Vitinho um, deserves a bit of a rest. I would play Vitinho against Blackburn, though, if I'm being honest with you. Um, but I feel Sheffield United are better at going forward than Blackburn, um, especially when they have all of their um, players back, like they will do, or the majority of them. Just looking at the league table now, yeah, it confirms it. Sheffield United have played one game less than Blackburn, but scored. My maths is terrible. Um, six more goals? Yeah, six more goals than them. Um, so they're obviously far better uh, than Blackburn at going forward. Um, so just for that reason, I would have Connor Roberts in there uh, to just to try and show the defence up a little bit, if I'm being honest with you. Um, then in the, the double pivot, as, as people call it these days, fingers crossed Cullen is back. Because, um, yeah, as I said earlier, our, our um, distribution has been a lot worse without him. Um Cork and Cullen in that role. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, actually, I'm just thinking about Jay Rodriguez as well. Um, he went off injured, didn't he, against Sheffield United? Davis Oglu came on and obviously got the winner. Um, but hopefully Jay is back for this big game. Um, but yeah, and then, so you've got, obviously, that they're, they're all there. Then I'm thinking, obviously, on the left, it's got to be Zorora. Um, Then up top, hopefully... Jay Rodriguez, in behind him, probably going to be Bastion. And then on the right, on the right, um, does Benson deserve a start? It's one of them with Benson, isn't it? Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But then he's going to get frustrated. He is If he keeps coming off the bench, well, maybe if he's coming off the bench and scoring goals like he did um, in the last two games, he's probably not going to get that frustrated. Um, but he's going to want to start a game. <clears throat> No, I'll tell you what, I'd, I'd put Gubbinson on just because just to keep that right side quite similar. I said quite a defensive right side, if I'm being honest with you. Gubbinson does have the quality. Obviously, he scored quite a good goal against, was it Carr? No, Birmingham, where he cut inside and bent it in. He does have the quality there, but I just feel like these new lads just have a lot more energy. Um, 
But yeah, I'd have Goodmanson there uh, on the right-hand side and then bring Benson on the 60th minute because that's what he keeps doing, doesn't he? He comes on on the 60th minute and then we go and win the game. Um, so yeah, that that's what I'd do if I'm being honest with you. But get your team selections in um, in the comments below. Of course, normally um, I'd have a, a Sheffield United fan here and I'd ask him their style of play or that sort of thing and, and how they expect the game to go and their predictions as well. Uh, but unfortunately, as I've already mentioned, there's no Sheffield United fan here today. So what I will do, I will start wrapping up, um, if I'm being honest with you, but not before we've looked at the league table and just how big these next few games are. Of course, as I've already mentioned, we are top of the league. Get in there. Um, then you've got them in second, who are five points behind us. Is that right? Yeah, five points. Maths is terrible. I am not ashamed to admit that. How I got to set one for maths at Gawthorpe, I do not know. Um, and, and they got a C in the end as well. I know it's not great, but still, um, I did not expect to get that. Having said that, it's still my worst grade, I think, at GCSE level. Anyway, I digress. Uh, and then Sheffield United, with six points ahead of them. They do have a game in hand on us, though. Um, but with six points ahead of them, because uh, they're on 32 points, um, then come QPR on 31 points. Norwich, they've crept up a little bit since I last checked where they were. Um, although I'm not sure how, because that was the game there. Obviously, of course, they've got a win there. And then they drew. That's not a bad draw, that's to be fair, against QPR. Um, although, apparently, I, now, now I mention it, I've heard that their fans were booing them off the pitch after after last night's draw. I think it was last night, weren't it? Yeah, it were. Uh, and then Watford. They're, they're coming back a little bit slightly. Um, won, won their last three games, um, including away at Cardiff and away at Watford. And of oh, the battered Luton, didn't they? That's exactly what I remember. I remember the Millwall game because obviously that's not long after the new manager had come in. I remember thinking maybe the new manager's not all up to scratch. Um, and then obviously they battered Luton, which is their, their main rivals. Uh, and that's obviously gives them the, the confidence to kick on as it's slightly. Uh, then you've got Swansea in seventh, uh, Preston, Preston in eighth. I'm very surprised to see them that high uh, after all that. 14 goals. They scored 14 goals. Did they win 1 0? Of course they were 1 0. What was the score here? Oh, bloody hell, they scored twice. Uh, oh, yeah, they lost against Blackpool, didn't they? Um, so, yeah, surprised to see Preston that high up. But anyway, just focusing on the top four, of course. We are top, then then Blackburn, then Sheffield United, then QPR. Next, we play Sheffield United. Then after that, we play Blackburn. Then after that, after the World Cup, uh, we play QPR. Um, so a massive few weeks ahead for Burnley. I say a few weeks, massive few games, uh, a massive week coming up, and then a big break until the World Cup. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's such, like I said earlier, it's a massive test of our credentials. Are we title-topping are we a title-winning team, a league-topping team, or are we a battling-for-promotion team? That's what I think these next three games will decide. If we blow all these teams away and win all three of them comfortably, we're definitely going to win the league. You can book time off work now for the open-top bus parade and all that sort of stuff. But if we lose two, draw one, Draw all three would actually be better, um, obviously. Um, but I'm just thinking out loud. But if we lose two and draw one, draw two, win one, lose two, um, then, the, then the pack behind us will catch up to us a little bit. Uh, and then we may even hit a rough, uh, a rough patch. Because I am worried about this World Cup break because it's taken us a while or it took us a while to get into our stride, didn't it? But now we are in our stride, playing some very, very good stuff. Um, and... I feel like when we after the World Cup comes uh, comes around and, and and we're finished and obviously England are World Cup champions and then we come back in in uh, late December, isn't it, for the QPR game? 
that momentum will be taken all out of us and we'll have to go again. We might drop a few silly points and uh, and throw in a few um, sort of like dodgy performances after that and maybe pick up a few more 1-1 draws. Um, but yeah, um, I'm a little bit worried about that. But let's get these two games out of the way first. Uh, I'd definitely take a defeat though at Bramall Lane if it meant we were going to win uh, against them on next Sunday. I can't believe the next time that we're going to be on the turf for a league match is that game. Um, we'll talk more about that in the next one. Hopefully the uh, the horse fiddler doesn't let me down that we're going to get on the show. Do I get do I get one on the show? I don't know. I, I don't know because he's going to wear his shirt in it, and I, I oh, I'll just I'll have to censor it out or something if that's even possible. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll have to do it. I'll, I'll have to come up with some ideas for content as well over the next over the next week uh, ahead of that game. Um, I will not be doing a full time show if we get beat. I promise you that right now. Um, th- this is why I, I never sort of like grow that much as a channel because even though if I did a full time show after we lost, the Rovers fans would love it. They'd be all over it. They'd be diving on it. Look at you, you dingle bastards and all this. And <clears throat> excuse me, and, lo- and there'll all the people be interacting with it. And it'll blow up, go viral, all that stuff, probably. This is how Arsenal fan, AFTV went big, weren't it? Because everyone was giving him shit all the time and everyone was loving it when Arsenal got beat. But I just, when we got relegated against Newcastle, for example, I didn't do one, did I? I went into hiding for about a week. Then I did a, oh, we've been relegated sort of video. Um, I'll probably just turn the internet off for a month, if I'm being honest, uh, if we get beat against them. Um, but anyway, big game against Bramall Lane at the weekend before that. Um, let's get the three points there. I'd rip your hand off right now for a draw. Um, I know we've been playing well. I know we've won four games in a row. I know it's kind of like a bit of a negative sort of like thing to say that. But just the way we've been playing, I think this game's come at the wrong time for us, if I'm being honest with you. Um, but my prediction, uh, you know what? I, I, I was going to predict a defeat. I was going to say 2-0 to them, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go 1-1. That's that's as that's as much positive as you can get out of me. Um, ahead, of, and it seems daft saying that because um, we're doing so well. But it's just life as a football fan, isn't it? You're just destined to be negative. Um, but I, I, I'd take one-one right now. They're a good side. We are the best two teams in the league, in my opinion, and I think most people would agree with that. Um, I just feel like the game, they're starting to hit form again. They've got some of the players back. I know we've won four games, so to them, it looks like we are in great form just not been playing that well and we have had the rub of the green against Reading if we and Rotherham if we played against Chef United in any of them two games we would have lost they would have put us to bed remember Rotherham had a chance to make it 2-0 decent save from Yorich to be fair um, but there were just so many sloppy mistakes and uh, and things like that and we won't get the decisions go our way at Bramall Lane it's, you know, it's a, a big stadium I think it holds 32 something like that it's 30 odd um, the fans will be behind them. They'll be singing the, the Greasy Chip Butty song, which, in my opinion, is one of the best chants in football. Um, so it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough on Saturday, but I'm well up for it. I'm going. I said, I think I said on a show recently, didn't I? Uh, I think it was a full-time show with Neil. Um, it may have been a different one uh, with some more of the lads. I can't remember what I remember saying uh, on, on one of the full-time shows. I really want to go Sheffield United, but none of my mates want to go. Uh, they're all going to Cliverall to watch it in a pub, and I, I'd rather be there at the game. But if not, I'll go to Cliverall and watch it in a pub. Um, day after, because my dad's a big podcast fan, uh, big Turfcast fan, should I say. Day after, my dad texts me. He's like, you found anyone to go Sheffield United, we? Like, no, why? Like, how come? And my dad's not been on the way. I, 
we were, me, me and my dad were trying to work out the last time he went on an away game was, and we can't remember. But I think it was, was it 2014 when we beat Blackburn the first time? I think it was. But my dad will let me for saying this on the podcast because he was saying, no, it's, it, I've been on since then, I've been on since then. I don't think he has. I think that was the last one because I remember when we beat Blackburn with Scott Arfield there, I wasn't with my dad. I was with my mates. And I think that was only a couple of years after, wasn't it? Because obviously we went down and went back up. Um, and then when we beat them in the League Cup that time, when Ashley, Ashley Westwood got throttled um, and Brady scored, I was again with my mates. Um, so I just I can't work out the last time I went on the away game when my dad was. Uh, so I'm look, really looking forward to it. I'm going with Burnley Supporters Club. So if, you, if you're with Burnley Supporters Club, you might see me on the coach. Um, 8.30 set off from the turf. I'm really looking forward to it. I've not been to Bramall Lane for a long time, but it is traditionally not a great ground for Burnley. I went there once and we got dicked. 3-0. And it wasn't the Premier League game. I think it was on the Cottrell. Um, Neil Shipley scored for them. Um, he scored an absolute thunderbolt straight into the top corner. Just quickly check if this is true before I cut the podcast off and say goodnight. Um, but he was like, and I mean this in the nice... Yeah, it were him. It was Neil Shipley. I'm adamant it were him. I'm 100% adamant it were him. He scored an absolute worldie from the edge of the box, fired it in the top corner. And then when they switched sides in the second half, he was shooting towards the away fans at this point. And I went, the guy in front of me went, is he that guy who scored that goal, that top corner one? I was like, yeah, yeah, it's him. How has he done that, the fat bastard? And Because he, he was quite a large, you know, larger frame set man, however you say it. Um but yeah, and then and then <laughs> again another story my dad's gonna hit me of sharing. And then we we're rushing to get back on the way on because I was I think I was only about 18, 19 at the time, and I was working in a bar at the turf actually collecting glasses, and I had to get back from that game to quickly get dressed and then get back for working time. I think I was already like 10 minutes late. Uh, and my dad was bombing it down Metella Street because I used to live around the turf at that point. Um and you know the bit where the, the park is and it's like a, a a slight turn to those of you who live in the, the, the sort of like lower Bruncher area, a slight turn on Metella Street where that where that green park is, where the Metella Street Park is. My dad bombed it down there. Not like 70 mile an hour or anything. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> but going like, I don't know, 25 mile down, down there. There was another car coming the other way because there's so many cars parked on that. that I think there were an event on with it being around this time of year, maybe a bonfire. Um, probably would have been actually, it would have been a bonfire uptown. There. So, so many people would have parked down there. And then my, Another car was coming the other way, so my dad had to dive out the way of this other car, and he scraped the side of his car uh, on, on on some of the cars uh, that were parked up. Um, so it wasn't a great day all round. I was late for work, got bollocked when I got to work. I remember thinking, I'm collecting glasses. Who cares Like if I'm five, ten minutes late? Um, but anyway, looking forward to this one. Um, I'll take a draw right now, though, because these are a very, very good side. But uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Going to Bramall Lane, not being since that day. Um, so fingers crossed we can get a decent result but uh, thanks everyone for watching if you haven't please like the video uh, if you're not subscribed please do subscribe apologies again this was one of the ones that I do it on my own I weren't going to do it you know uh, and I thought that's nah, a massive game I have to do it I can't not do it do it for them because uh, I know some of you guys do look forward to the pre-game show apologies it isn't in the normal format I will probably do one for the game against them uh, but I might do some more content as well in the build-up to it because it's such a massive game. I haven't had a think, to be honest. So if anyone's got any ideas that you know they want to chip in with, you can maybe even help out on, come on, then feel free. Um, I might struggle for a full-time show from the Sheffield United game, if I'm honest with you. I know, I'm sorry. Um, working Sunday, 
and then coming straight home and going to Lower House Bonfire on Saturday. So I might struggle. Uh, I'll get in touch with some of the lads that do help out uh, and see if they can do it. Uh, but thanks everyone for watching. Like I said, if you haven't already, please like the video. If you haven't already, please do subscribe. But I will definitely 100% do a 60-second review probably do a match day vlog i'll do some filming while we're there anyway um but you know me again if we get beat i don't tend to upload it um but yeah there will be some content after the sheffield united game so thanks everyone for watching and we will see you next it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect ornament delivery now on the mcdonald's app you in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.